Welcome to Professor Lan A.I.'s podcast series, Understanding Humanity, an A.I.'s Perspective. In this series, we asked our learning and narrating A.I. what a professor would teach a group of students if they wanted to understand the totality of the human experience in 100 lectures. Our A.I. then proceeded to define the lecture topics, research them, compose its findings into podcasts, and narrate them in its own voice. This episode is titled, Great Leaders in History from Alexander to Mandela. We hope you enjoy. Part 1. Introduction to Great Leadership The study of history is not just the examination of dates, places, and events. It's an in-depth look into human behavior, motivations, and characteristics that shape these events. At the center of many significant historical epochs we find one common element. Great Leaders these figures have left indelible marks on the fabric of their societies and, in many instances, on the world stage. So what defines great leadership? While the parameters may slightly shift depending on cultural norms and societal needs, some elemental components constitute a great leader. They are individuals who can strategize and enact plans that propel their societies towards improvement, battling against the odds to create transformative change. They possess the ability to influence, inspire, and guide others toward a common goal, often driven by a greater vision that extends beyond personal aspiration. They blend pragmatism with idealism, foreseeing immediate hurdles and navigating them, yet firmly grounded in their transformative vision. Attributes such as charisma, courage, intelligence, adaptability, and the ability to foster unity are salient within many esteemed leaders. But these characteristics may manifest in different combinations and to varying degrees, making each leader a unique blend. Alexander, for example, combined strategic intelligence with relentless courage, whilst Mandela paired an indomitable spirit with the power of persistent peace. This diversity illuminates the multifaceted nature of leadership, affirming that there is no singular archetype for a great leader. The significance of great leaders in history cannot be understated. While it is the collective who ultimately shape history, through wars, revolutions, the weaving of innovative ideas and cultural strides, leaders serve as the linchpin. They not only guide these collective forces effectively, but also often catalyze these movements. From Alexander building one of the largest empires of the ancient world to Mandela leading South Africa out of apartheid, their stories illuminate how essential leadership is in the consequential shifts in societies and civilizations. These leaders' stories also humanize history, adding riveting narratives to what could seem, at first glance, merely an impersonal string of events. Their triumphs and failures, their virtues and vices, their ideals and their actions, allow us to delve deeper into understanding the human elements that shaped history. Indeed, history cannot be fully understood without studying great leadership. Each leader, from Alexander to Mandela, provides us with differing brass tacks on the concept of leadership. Querying their actions, their motivations, and their impact not only helps us comprehend the past, but it should also guide us in assessing present-day leaders and framing our expectations for future leadership. Thus, as we venture into discussing these unique profiles of leadership, beginning with Alexander the Great and culminating with Nelson Mandela, our journey will be illuminating, instructive, and insightful. Part 2. The Era of Alexander the Great Nestled within the vast chronicles of history lies a period illuminated by the prowess and ambition of a singular character. Alexander the Great. His era 
aptly christened as such, bore witness to significant military advancements and political upheavals that spanned continents and changed the course of history. Born to King Philip II of Macedonia in 356 BC, Alexander's early life was marked by rigorous tutelage under the philosopher Aristotle and early exposure to warfare. This robust education, along with the power vacuum left by his father's assassination in 336 BCE, amply prepared the young Alexander for his ascension to kingship. His ensuing reign, although brief, sang ballads of conquest and ambition that resonated through the ages. Alexander's military campaigns have garnered much attention from historians, with his expeditions leading to the formation of one of the largest empires in the world, stretching from Greece to Egypt and Far East to Egypt and Far East to India. His many victories on the battlefield were not merely the result of his superior fighting force, but were equally influenced by his strategic genius. The Battle of Gogamola, where he vanquished a force almost thrice the size of his army, stands as testimony to his tactical prowess and unyielding resolve. But Alexander was more than just a remarkable general. He was an exceptional leader whose style of leadership was rooted in personal bravery, strategic acumen, and the charismatic ability to inspire loyalty among his troops. Leading from the front, Alexander displayed an almost superhuman courage that engendered fierce loyalty among his men. His vision extended beyond the battlefield. He founded over twenty cities that bore his name and sought to amalgamate the cultures of Greece and Persia, thereby demonstrating an astute understanding of the cultural dynamics of his vast empire. Alexander's untimely death at the age of thirty-two in 323 BC marked an abrupt end to his leadership, yet the imprints of his reign continued to be evident. His fusion of Greek and Persian cultures birthed the Hellenistic civilization, and his military tactics continue to be studied in modern military academies. Alexander's life, albeit short, was a testament to the indomitable spirit of human ambition and a beacon for leadership par excellence. Therein lies the legacy of Alexander the Great, an impressively dynamic leader whose pioneering strategies and capacious vision left an indelible mark on history, ensuring his immortality in the annals of great leaders. As we move forward in our exploration of historical leadership, we will come across leaders who fought different wars in different times, but all of whom share a common thread of indefatigable spirit and determinism, as did Alexander. Part 3. The Han Empire of China, Emperor Wu as we move from the era of Alexander the Great, we traverse the continents to arrive in a time of immense historical significance for China, the reign of Emperor Wu of the Han Dynasty. This ruler, known also as Wu the Great, personifies a different species of leadership, reshaping China's history and laying the groundwork for cultural evolutions that defined the nation for centuries to come. Ascension to the throne in 141 BC Emperor Wu inherited a realm already consolidated by his predecessors. However, it was under his reign that the Han Empire would reach unparalleled grandeur. Emperor Wu was a vigorous leader, ambitious and with an incisive awareness of the potential of a centralized bureaucracy. He instituted a sophisticated system of government supplementing Confucian civil service examinations to cultivate talent from across the empire. This novel approach commanded a sea change in the civil service, harnessing the potential of the empire's finest minds regardless of their social status, effectively creating a meritocratic state. Emperor Wu wasn't merely an adept bureaucratic engineer. His leadership was noted for its military might and consequential territorial expansion. 
Under his directives, the Han armies quashed the nomadic Exionu Confederation, removing the looming spectre of northern invasion that had long plagued Chinese rulers. In parallel, he instituted measures that scaled China's influence along the Silk Road, building commercial and diplomatic ties that spread Han influence afar. This strategic expansion of dominion placed China within the vanguard of the world's great civilizations. Cultural advancements coursing through Emperor Wu's reign were equally remarkable. He patronized scholarship leading to the blooming of art, science, history, and literature. Recognizing the power and ancestral wisdom, he enacted Confucianism as the official state philosophy, a move that further solidified the empire's social harmonization, producing a relatively stable and progressive society that endured even under times of turmoil. The leadership of Emperor Wu casts a long shadow over Chinese and indeed global history. His reign of fifty-four years is not only impressive for its longevity, but for the long-lasting influence he wielded. Often compared to the likes of Caesar and Napoleon, Emperor Wu's legacy transcends militaristic glorification. He enacted a cultural revolution that defined China's identity and shaped its socio-political fabric for over two thousand years, leaving a legacy that places him within the pantheon of true great leaders. As we reflect on Emperor Wu's effective combination of expansive militarism, cultural stewardship, and social mobility, we can see how these areas intertwine to create a leadership style that was both distinct and deeply impactful. Our journey through time now carries us westward towards the Roman Republic, as we assess the leadership strategies of the legendary Julius Caesar. Part 4. The Roman Republic. Julius Caesar. Our journey through leadership in history now takes us to the tumultuous era of the Roman Republic and the indomitable figure of Julius Caesar. Born into a patrician family with deep yet faded political roots, Caesar quickly proved himself an audacious and cunning personality. He climbed the Roman political ladder, known as the Cursus Honorum, with such a dogged tenacity that it dwarfed the efforts of his contemporaries. As a young quaestor, a position of public service that functioned as the launching pad for political careers in the Republic, Caesar gained popularity among the Roman populace for his eloquent speeches and his deft public relations tactics, particularly his insistence on wearing mourning clothes while pleading for the pardon of his banished relatives to the Senate, it was a subtle yet powerful statement against Sulla's ruthless dictatorship which had strategically weakened the influence of the patrician houses in Roman politics. Caesar's audacious, direct challenge put him into the spotlight, planting the seeds of the Caesarism that would define his leadership in the years to come. Unfortunately, the realm of the Republic was rife with factionalism, and dissent was escalating to dangerous proportions. The socio-economic divide between patricians and plebeians had grown alarmingly. Here Caesar spotted an eerie echo of his own family's faded glory in the plight of the Republic. Drawing from a blend of populism and bureaucratic reforms, he spearheaded the first triumvirate, an alliance with Pompey and Crassus, both formidable forces in Roman politics. But the bonds of the triumvirate were fickle, fraught with mutual suspicion and the competitive ambitions of its members. Following the death of Crassus in a disastrous military campaign and the consequent unraveling of the triumvirate, Caesar found himself at odds with his former ally Pompey. This marked the start of a civil war in 49 BC with Rome as the prize they fiercely contended for. Emerging as the victor of the civil war, Caesar assumed dictatorial powers in the Republic. 
but his dictatorship was far from the grim tyranny of Sulla or the self-indulgent domain of a king. It was a phase of remarkable reforms geared towards social welfare, such as the distribution of public lands to the poor, the restructuring of provincial administrations, and substantial modifications to the calendar. Yet such power consolidated in a single man stirred fear in many, leading to his tragic assassination on the Ides of March 44 BCE. The fallout of his death transformed the Republic into the Roman Empire, proving his authoritarian rule was the only force keeping the Republic's fractures from shattering. Thus, the figure of Julius Caesar in the Roman Republic emerges not merely as an ambitious statesman, but as a complex leader, negotiating the turbulent waves of factionalism with a blend of personal charisma and systemic reforms. His leadership reflects a paradox, a savior yet a tyrant, and illustrates that the measure of greats in leadership often lies in the hands of the beholder. This notion will serve as a valuable lens as we continue our exploration of great leaders in history. Part 5 Charlemagne and the Holy Roman Empire From the ashes of the Western Roman Empire another great empire arose led by a ruler whose influence and leadership continue to reverberate through the ages. This is the epic of Charlemagne, or Charles the Great, King of the Franks and Lombards, and later the first to hold the title Emperor of the Romans since the fall of Rome. Charlemagne's rise to leadership was one underscored by his firm diplomatic acumen and military prowess. Born the eldest son of Pepin the Short, Charlemagne inherited a kingdom enveloped by the specter of instability. Determined to consolidate his rule and expand his territories, he embarked on rigorous military campaigns, the repercussions of which altered the geographical and political landscape of medieval Europe. By his death in 814, Charlemagne's empire encompassed much of Western and Central Europe, an achievement unparalleled in history until the expansion of the Roman Empire. Yet Charlemagne's leadership was not solely confined to the battlefield. His reign was distinguished by an intellectual and cultural renaissance, later known as the Carolingian Renaissance. The king's belief in the transformative power of education led to the establishment of numerous schools, invigorating a culture of literacy and learning throughout the empire. The pursuit of knowledge in fields like theology, literature, and the arts flourished, and under the king's initiative there was a profound transformation in architecture visible in the Palatine Chapel, an architectural marvel during this period. Moreover, Charlemagne instituted significant reforms in law, administration, and economics, proving himself a progressive leader in a period of cultural stagnation. The institution of feudalism, or the conferment of lands to lords in return for military service, established order and helped foster economic growth in his immense empire. Furthermore, he championed standardized weights and measures promoting trade and commerce across his territories. Leafing through the annals of history, Charlemagne's leadership stands out for its principle-driven approach, rooted in his profound conviction for unity, education, and rule of law. He understood that the strength of an empire not only lay in its military might, but also in the intellectual and moral fabric of its subjects. Charlemagne's legacy, therefore, is a testament to his remarkable leadership. Even a millennium after his death, his influence is evident in various facets. The division of his empire among his grandsons contributed to the formation of the states of France and Germany, inadvertently shaping the confines of modern Europe. His intellectual pursuits sowed the seeds for the later blossoming of universities in Europe, fostering the perfect environment for the intellectual growth of the continent. 
In a truly enduring recognition of his impact, Charlemagne is remembered by some as the father of Europe, a moniker that succinctly encapsulates his influential reign. Our study of great leaders would be incomplete without Charlemagne, for his reign underscored the importance of visionary and dynamic leadership in shaping not just a reign, but the course of history itself. By intertwining military vigor with intellectual vitality, Charlemagne left a legacy that continues to echo through the corridors of time, reminding us of the monumental power wielded by a leader with a realized vision. Part 6. Mongolian Conquest. Genghis Khan. As we traverse the annals of history across continents and eras, the Mongolian steppes offer a stark contrast to the halls of European and Asian power we've previously explored. Here, amid unyielding terrains, arose a leader whose reign would forever reshape global geography and history. Genghis Khan, supreme leader of the Mongolian Empire. Born around 1162, Genghis Khan, or Temujin as he was known in his youth, was the son of a chieftain of the minor Kiyad clan. His early life was fraught with hardship. The murder of his father when Temujin was merely nine years old ensued a turbulent adolescence, characterized by power struggles and life in poverty. However, adversity often proves the best forge for formidable personalities. Temujin's strategic acumen and ability to unite disparate factions quickly set him apart. By the age of twenty he had not only regained control over his father's tribe, but also marshaled enough power to unite the many nomadic, often conflict-ridden Mongol tribes under his banner, something unprecedented in Mongolian history. The unification of Mongolian tribes didn't happen overnight. It was a hard-fought and bloody process that demanded not just victories in the battlefield, but also an ability to weave alliances that can withstand the strains of ambition, competition, and treason, treason. In this endeavor, Genghis Khan's strong sense of justice, coupled with his potent diplomacy, played a significant role. Known as the Yasa, his code of law emphasized loyalty, unity, and strict discipline, largely hinged on meritocracy. Blending punitive measures with rewards, Genghis Khan ensured a unity that was not solely based on fear or oppression, but also mutual respect and shared benefits. By circulating the spoils of their many victories among not just the elite, but also ordinary soldiers, he ensured loyalty and devotion among his followers. Genghis Khan's leadership also underscored inclusivity. In an era teeming with religious tensions and cultural conflicts, Genghis Khan espoused a sense of religious freedom, encouraging an exchange of ideas from as far as the streets of Beijing to the awe-inspiring libraries of Persia. This not only fostered a sense of solidarity under his reign, but also allowed the Khan to tap into the knowledge and skills of various cultures and religions, bolstering his empire's efficiency and prowess across multiple domains. In essence, Genghis Khan's early life was a testament to resilience, his rise to power a saga of strategic brilliance and inclusivity. The unification of Mongol tribes, consolidated by his astute leadership and far-sighted policies, set the stage for the establishment of one of history's most expansive empires. His prowess as a leader transcended his modest origins and challenging circumstances, marking him as a significant figure of world history. A story we will continue to unravel in our next segment, Part 7, The Ottoman Empire, Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent. As we traverse the annals of history, we now arrive at the dawn of the sixteenth century, an epoch marked by a grand empire dominating three continents, Europe, Asia, and Africa. The Ottoman Empire, deriving its name from its founder Osman I, 
was a bastion of cultural, legal, and military prowess, reaching its zenith under the rule of Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent. Suleiman the Magnificent, born in November 1494, ascended to the Sultanate in 1520, following the death of his father. Suleiman commanded respect not only due to his birthright but also because of his education, having been tutored in the sciences, history, literature, and military tactics. From his ascension until his death in 1566, Suleiman presided over a realm of prosperity and growth. He was a prodigious leader, known as much for his wisdom as his military acumen. Suleiman's rule, contemporarily known as the Golden Age, saw a gamut of impressive legal reform. He is credited with framing a legal code that was universally enforceable across the Ottoman Empire, making justice accessible even to the Sultan's detractors. This code, named Kanuni, was groundbreaking as it safeguarded rights, defined punishment proportionate to the crime, and comprised comprehensive societal laws ranging from criminal and marital law to taxation. Under Suleiman's rule, the Ottoman Empire also experienced a cultural golden age. The Sultan himself was an accomplished goldsmith and poet who ardently patronized the arts. His court was a magnetic hotspot for the finest artists and scholars from different parts of the world, facilitating an intercultural exchange that further enriched Ottoman art, architecture, literature, and music. Suleiman's military campaigns expanded the empire's boundaries, but also inadvertently affected his legacy. Although these campaigns fortified the security of his realm, his protracted military engagements strained the empire's resources, leading to stagnation and eventual decline in the empire's power post Suleiman. The legacy Suleiman left behind is multifaceted. He was a just ruler under whose reign the empire flourished economically, culturally, and militarily. His epic transformed Constantinople into an enviable hub of culture and learning, and his legal reforms enhanced justice delivery. However, his persistent military focus and the subsequent burden that it placed on the state contribute to a more complex judgment of his leadership. The dichotomy between his personal accomplishments and the challenges foisted upon his successors illuminate the intricacies of his rule. In assessing Suleiman's leadership, it is vital to place equal emphasis on his role as a legal reformer and patron of the arts as on his prowess as a military leader. Analyzing Suleiman the Magnificent requires understanding the man behind the public image, a visionary who desired a just and beautiful world, but also a ruler who perhaps lost sight of the long-term consequences of his military ambition. Throughout this session we have dived deep into his character, contributions, and the long shadow his reign cast on subsequent leaders in the Ottoman Empire, rendering him an unforgettable figure in the annals of history. Now let's journey forward to the reign of England's esteemed virgin queen, Elizabeth I. Part 8. The British Empire, Queen Elizabeth I. As we explore the realm of great leaders in history, we now turn our attention to a remarkable ruler from the British Empire, Queen Elizabeth I. Elizabeth's early reign was marked by intense challenges, particularly regarding religion and conflicts with foreign powers. Despite these obstacles, she navigated her nation through a period of religious reformation and war with Spain. At a shockingly young age of twenty-five, Elizabeth ascended the English throne in 1558, inheriting from her half-sister, Mary Tudor, a divided nation beset with religious strife and economic difficulties. Elizabeth's early reign was a delicate balancing act. 
She had to navigate the tenuous line between compulsion and persuasion to reunify the country under a common faith while ensuring that the change didn't disrupt the fragile peace. The most significant bedrock of Elizabeth's reign was the religious settlement. Under Elizabeth, England was steered away from the Catholic doctrine that Mary Tudor had tirelessly implemented, making a definitive shift towards Protestantism. This seismic change resulted in what is known as the Elizabethan Religious Settlement, which, while provoking some dissent, managed to establish relative religious stability in England. Under her tenacious and strategic leadership, England also steeled itself against foreign threats, the most formidable of which was Spain, then a global superpower. The Spanish Armada's attempted invasion in 1588 challenged Elizabeth's leadership. However, her iconic speech at Tilbury galvanized English forces, infusing them with a spirit of unity in the face of danger. The subsequent defeat of the Spanish Armada marked Elizabeth's reign with a triumphant glow and bolstered England's global standing. Beyond the veil of these political conflicts, Elizabeth enacted several significant domestic reforms. He fortified the institution of monarchy, fostered economic prosperity, and encouraged cultural and artistic growth, paving the way for the golden age of English Renaissance. Scholars, artists, and playwrights, including the renowned William Shakespeare, thrived during this period. Elucidating Elizabeth's leadership style is complex. She was simultaneously imperious and accessible, holding firm control over her court but also allowing for a degree of debate among her advisers. This balanced approach fostered respect from those who might otherwise have been skeptical of a young, unmarried queen's ability to lead. Furthermore, Elizabeth's reluctance to rush into war showcased her knack for diplomacy and patience as an effective ruler. In retrospect, Elizabeth's reign was a turning point for England, transitioning it from an island nation to a formidable naval power. Her canny leadership during times of both religious upheaval and conflict with Spain crafted a legacy of empowered sovereignty that still resonates today. It is this enduring impact that solidifies Elizabeth I's place among the pantheon of great leaders in history. And as we wrap up this discussion, let us remember the iconic Virgin Queen. Pioneer of religious reformation, the architect of a golden age and as a sworn enemy of the greatest power of her time, Queen Elizabeth I exemplifies the qualities of great leadership, steering her nation amidst the turbulent seas of instability towards a brighter, prosperous era. Part 9. The American Revolution. George Washington. George Washington, the first United States president and an instrumental figure in the American Revolution, presents an exemplary case of leadership. His legacy remains firmly entrenched in the annals of his nation's history, tracing its roots from his role in the Revolutionary War to his presidency and beyond. Washington's leadership style was one shaped by the unique challenges of his time, novel in nature and ultimately transformational for America. Washington emerged as a leading figure in the Revolutionary War. Trained as a surveyor, he had proven capability in military matters during the French-Indian War, courageously leading his troops amidst danger and uncertainty. When the American Revolution erupted, Washington was appointed commander of the Continental Army by the Second Continental Congress in 1775. His selection was largely due to his experience, resilience, integrity, and his location. Being a Southerner, he symbolized unity among the bickering colonies. His sterling leadership capabilities were instrumental in leading the ragtag, poorly funded colonial army against the formidable British forces, thereby shepherding America toward independence. 
Post-revolution, Washington was unanimously elected as the first President of the United States, gaining the trust of a new nation still grappling with its newfound freedom. His presidency, like his tenure as a military leader, was marked by practical wisdom, cautious diplomacy, and a strong focus on national unity. He once said, one walk on untrodden ground, referring to the lack of a well-set precedent before him to navigate the complexities of the presidency. His term laid the foundation of the United States as a republic reinforcing the Constitution, establishing the peaceful transition of power, implementing a strong financial system, and shaping foreign policy. The template he set continues to guide succeeding presidents. Evaluating Washington's leadership, his virtues of honesty, integrity, and dedication stand out. His talent for strategic thinking and effective decision-making was complemented by his people skills, fostered through his ability to empathize, communicate, inspire, and rally his troops and constituents. Washington's leadership style was democratic and consultative, but underscored by decisive action. He was a listener first, fostering a spirit of collaboration with his peers. His model of leadership afforded a sense of shared responsibility, which galvanized collective action during the Revolution and later in the development of a new republic. Washington's immense popularity was also a result of his humility and relatability. Despite immense power and influence, he only reluctantly accepted a second term as president and refused a third term, setting a precedent for future presidents. This rejection of power for its own sake set Washington apart in a world where leaders often clung to power. George Washington's life was a testament to exemplary leadership embodying the qualities of courage, humility, strategic foresight, integrity, and, above all, service to the nation. His legacy transcends his roles as military leader and president, extending into the realm of projective inspiration for future leaders. His journey serves as a paradigm of effective leadership, showcasing the kind of resilience, vision, and tact that changed the course of history. His imprint on American history and global thought continues to resonate, cementing his place in the pantheon of great world leaders. Part 10. The Liberator. Simon Bolivar. Sitting comfortably within the chronicles of the greatest leaders in history is a name often bountifully referenced in Latin American historical narratives. Simon Bolivar. Affectionately nicknamed The Liberator. Bolivar was a leader whose vision for a united South America continues to resonate even centuries after his passing. Bolivar was born into an aristocratic Venezuelan family in 1783, his privileged background providing him with a springboard for receiving a top-tier education. Privilege, however, did not shield him from the fervor of revolt coursing through the colonies in the late 18th century. Bolivar observed the failings of colonialism, recognizing its unsustainability and inherently oppressive nature, which fueled his ambition for an emancipated, united South America. Simon Bolivar's vision was not a simple daydream. Neither was it a hastily conceived plan. His was a grand design, birthed from a profound understanding of the geopolitical dynamics of his time. He envisioned a South America that functioned as a confederation of states, each bound together by common cultural, historical, and political threads. In his vision he saw nations thriving in mutual cooperation and mutual respect, embodying the principles of liberty and equality that he held dear. His vision, however, was not so warmly received by all. It ignited a series of intensely fought wars of independence against Spanish rule, plunging South America into an era of political turmoil. It was a period punctuated by revolt, counter-revolt, bloodshed, diplomatic negotiations, and intense politicking. 
all elements accompanying the birth pains of a new socio-political order. Bolivar himself led many of these campaigns, demonstrating exceptional military strategy, resilience, and a leadership style that managed to embody both a charismatic appeal and an unshakable resolve. And it was not in vain, for by 1825 Bolivar had succeeded in liberating what is now Venezuela, Colombia, Panama, Ecuador, Peru, and Bolivia, the latter named in his honor. Yet Bolivar's dream of a united South America was challenged by immense political strife. Fractious infighting, regional tensions, and his wavering Republican-Federalist ideology provoked discontent and disillusionment, culminating in his resignation in 1830. Bolivar would die later that same year, leaving behind a scattered dream, a subcontinent in upheaval, and a legacy that would echo through time. On evaluating Bolivar's leadership, it is imperative to grasp the complexity of his character and vision. His ambition to unite South America was an endeavor of mammoth proportions extending beyond any single individual's capacity. Paradoxically, it can be argued that the failure of his vision underscores the audacity and uniqueness of his leadership. Bolivar was a man who dared to envision a future significantly ahead of his time. Despite not realizing his dream fully, Bolivar engendered an ideological shift, disrupting centuries-old colonial structures and instilling a spirit of self-determination in the hearts and minds of millions. Simon Bolivar, the liberator, embodies an aspirational leadership model, one that champions audacious visions, relentless pursuit of liberty, and an unshakable commitment to people's welfare. Part 11. Gandhi, Leading India to Independence our journey through the annals of transformative leadership brings us now to Mohandas Karamchand Gandhi, a man inextricably bound to the history of India's struggle for independence from British rule. More than a political leader, Gandhi was a philosopher inculcating a philosophy of non-violence that has since reverberated across the world. Gandhi's philosophy of non-violence, or ahimsa, was distinctly unique and revolutionarily potent. Adopting a form of peaceful civil disobedience, Gandhi marshaled a nation against colonial oppression without resorting to violence. He stripped the flimsy moral authority from their oppressors, skillfully wielding public perception like a chisel to dismantle an empire. Strikingly, Ahimsa was not just a strategic doctrine, but a core belief. Gandhi championed love, respect, and understanding towards all, even if they were enemies. Leading the charge for India's independence, Gandhi embarked on diverse stratagems. He led the non-cooperation movement in 1920, wherein Indians were encouraged to boycott British goods, jobs, and institutions. His leadership of the 1930 Salt March, a 240-mile protest against punitive taxation on salt, is particularly emblemative, not for its objective success, but as a symbol for the resilience of peaceful protest ignited by an inspiring leader. Yet Gandhi's leadership was not without controversy or challenge. His battles were not just against external colonial forces, but also within a complex social fabric of religion, caste, and socio-economic disparity. His vision of a unified India was unfortunately not realized as bitter conflicts led to the partition of India and Pakistan in 1947. Gandhi was deeply dismayed, now a symbol of peace amid escalating violence. Gandhi's enduring legacy, however, is undeniable. His philosophy transformed India inspiring millions to rally for independence. His emphasis on self-sustenance and peasant empowerment laid the foundation for a democratic India. Commemorated as Mahatma, or the Great Souled One, his birthday is internationally marked as the Day of Nonviolence. 
Yet his impact goes beyond his homeland. Dr. Martin Luther King Jeer found inspiration in Gandhi's approach to civil disobedience during the civil rights movement in the United States. Renowned figures like Nelson Mandela and the Dalai Lama attest to Gandhi's influence in their leadership styles and philosophies. Indeed, Gandhi's greatness as a leader lies not in the traditional attributes of charisma or power, but in his humility and dogged adherence to his principles. The diminutive, simple, living man in a loincloth became an irrefutable moral force that shook a mighty empire. In the process he demonstrated that forceful leadership can indeed be gentle, firm can be loving and powerful can be humble. Perhaps the most telling testament to Gandhi's influence is the timeliness of his philosophy today. Amid burgeoning conflict and violence, the ethos of Ahimsa propounds the need for understanding patience and an unwavering belief in peace as the harbingers of lasting change. As we move forward in the study of exemplary leaders in history, Gandhi's tenacious advocacy for non-violence sets a profound precedent, underscoring leadership's diverse manifestations while simultaneously enriching its core essence. It is a testament to the compelling power of resolve, conviction, and the quiet force of ethical leadership. Part 12. Nelson Mandela, From Prisoner to President In the annals of history, few figures embody the paradoxical journey from outcast to leader as compellingly as the late South African President Nelson Mandela. His life journey resonates with the duality of struggle and triumph, oppression and freedom, adversity and victory. Mandela's early activism is rooted in the painful reality of apartheid-era South Africa. His politicization began with his involvement in the African National Congress. Ankh in the 1940s, during which he orchestrated numerous non-violent protests against the repressive policies of the white minority government. However, the Sharpeville Massacre of 1960, in which 69 peace-protesting black South Africans were killed, marked Mandela's turn to a more adversarial strategy. This deadly event prompted Mandela and his comrades to form the Umkonto We Saizwe, a militant offshoot of the Ankh which launched a sabotage campaign against the state. Mandela was captured and sentenced to life imprisonment on charges of attempting to overthrow the state in 1964. Erstwhile a taboo figure vilified by his enemies, Mandela grew into a symbol of resistance within his prison cell, a beacon of hope for black South Africans. His twenty-seven-year-long stint in Robben Island was marked by severe hardship, yet it fortuitously allowed Mandela to transition from the militant revolutionary of his youth to a refined, patient, and wise statesman. His release from prison in 1990, a result of both internal and international pressure on the South African government, was a seminal moment in history. Yet Mandela's greatest accomplishment was still yet to come, following negotiations with then-President F.W. De Klerk, South Africa, held its first non-racial democratic elections in 1994, wherein Mandela was voted into presidency, symbolically marking the country's emergence from the shadow of apartheid. Mandela's presidency was defined by his pursuit of reconciliation and unity, his commitment to social justice, and a formidable dedication to democratic values. His leadership style leaned towards consensus-building and inclusive politics, leveraging his charisma and moral authority to heal a wounded nation. Mandela's presidency, though fraught with complexity, successfully laid the groundwork for a democratic and multi-ethnic South African society. 
Reflecting upon Mandela's life, his journey from a prisoner to a president remains a testament to perseverance, compassion, and an indomitable spirit for freedom and justice. Embodying the characteristics of servant leadership, he relentlessly championed the cause of racial equality and social justice, even at great personal cost, ensuring his legacy not just as a great leader but a global icon for liberation, dignity and reconciliation, dignity and reconciliation. His story is intertwined with the rebirth of an entire nation, reminding us that it is possible to rewrite the script history offers. Mandela has etched his name in humanity's collective memory, embodying the belief that leadership is less about self-aggrandizement, more about the relentless pursuit of shared dreams. Part 13. Conclusion. Reflecting on Great Leadership. Reflecting upon the broad sweep of history and the diverse array of great leaders who made their indelible marks on it, some compelling themes emerge that paint a rich picture of leadership amplified by context, personal prowess, and the evolving zeitgeist of the times. Firstly, the synthesis of leadership styles demonstrated an expansive palette of human capacity, spanning across Alexander's strategic finesse, the visionary boldness of Emperor Wu. Julius Caesar's adept political maneuvering, Charlemagne's astute patronage of culture, Genghis Khan's iron-willed unification, Suleiman's enlightened rule, Elizabeth I's dynamic sovereignty, Louis XIV's absolute monarchy, George Washington's boundless integrity, Simon Bolivar's relentless audacity, Gandhi's devotion to non-violence, Churchill's defiant resilience. Martin Luther King's transformative activism, Kennedy's inspiring charisma, to Nelson Mandela's towering endurance. These leaders span centuries and continents, yet share symbiotic threads, determination, foresight, resilience, and an ability to rally others towards their vision. Compellingly, the timeless debate of nature versus nurture in the context of leaders emerges consistently, probing the question, are great leaders born or made? History does not yield a singular answer, but presents a fascinating hybrid. Leaders like Alexander the Great and Louis XIV were born into power, while others like Mandela and Gandhi seemed thrust by circumstance into the leadership mantle, yet embraced it with exceptional fortitude. This suggests that while innate qualities can shape a leader, external pressures often serve as the proverbial kilns, molding raw potential into leadership of enduring greatness. Equally fascinating are the enduring lessons embodied by these leaders. Their decisions, triumphs, and failures encapsulate timeless wisdom about power, vision, resilience, and the often onerous responsibilities accompanying leadership. They provide continuing archetypes of determination and tenacity, reminding us that trials and tribulations can often be crucibles of greatness for those willing to face them head-on. Furthermore, these leaders exemplify how vision, perseverance, and adaptability transcend culture and time. From conquering vast lands, influencing legal and cultural frameworks, to fearlessly advocating for the rights of their people, these leaders have woven a tapestry of humanity that continues to enlighten our understanding of leadership. Therefore, leadership, as reflected through the prism of history, is a complex amalgam of personality, circumstance, and the ability to wield power judiciously for common good. Their legacies, etched across history, providing salient lessons for all strata of humanity, reinforcing that great leaders indeed can and do shape the course of history. 
Despite their contrasting leadership styles, their shared ability to inspire, innovate and influence are the resounding reverberations they have left on humanity's shared consciousness. This concludes our podcast titled Great Leaders in History, from Alexander to Mandela. We hope to see you again on our next installment of Professor Lan A.I. Explores Humanity. Thank you.